birth, death, we are great. Respect each other equally. We are alive to make new friends. We'll be together till the end. A birth that we will eat. All the goals we will achieve. The golden rules we will obey. Which we follow every day. A birth, metal, we don't fight. Can't you see that that's right? Sportsmanship is what we need. To help each other to succeed. A birth, metal, we agree. To serve each other equally. We are alike to make new friends. We'll be together till the end. We'll be together till the end. We'll be together till the end. Welcome to the Birch Meadowway Podcast. In our episodes this school year, students will debate about the U.S. states and partnerships. Each segment will be a debate about two states. They will discuss which state is better to visit. Some topics include landmarks, waterways, attractions, and history. We did a lot of research, but we had to pick the highlights or the segments would be too long. All the states are discussed except Massachusetts. We skip Massachusetts because that's where we live. We know you will learn a lot about the United States by listening to these episodes. Thank Thank you you for for listening, and we hope you enjoy it. What's up? My name is Finn, and my state is Alabama. My name is Sean, and my state is North Dakota. We're going to have a debate about which state is better to visit, Alabama or North Dakota. North Dakota is 100% the better place to visit. Well, not so fast there. I'm sure you'll have a better visit if you go to Alabama. Well, first off, let's start with the best time to visit our states based on the weather. Sweet. The best time to visit Alabama would definitely be around mid-springtime, because around then it's nice and warm with a low of 54 degrees and a high of 74 degrees. There is one downside to visiting in the spring, though. Alabama has two tornado seasons, and spring is one of them. So if you don't want to take the chance of getting swept away by the wind, then I would go in the summer. The summer in Alabama is also very warm. It has a low of 71 degrees and a high of 90 degrees. But I think you'll have a good time whenever you go, because Alabama is good to visit all year round. Cool. The best time to visit North Dakota is in May to June. But the reason why is because in North Dakota, we have very extreme weather from long freezing winters to short, very, very hot summers. Temperatures average 70 degrees in the summer and 7 degrees in the winter. That's cool. But next, let's talk about landforms and waterways. Nice. So first off, some cool landforms and waterways in North Dakota are Lake Sacagawea, Painted Canyons, the Badlands, Red River Valley, and the Great Plains. That's super cool. But Alabama has lots of huge landforms and waterways. For instance, there's the Chia Mountain, which is the highest point in Alabama, standing at over 2,400 feet tall. There is also part of the Appalachian Mountains that runs through Alabama, but of course that massive beast of a mountain needs no introduction. There is also the Alabama River, the Cathedral Cavern State Park, and the Cumberland Plateau, which is a large plateau at the foot of the Appalachian Mountains. That's awesome. I like to visit those places. There are also beautiful prairies that you can visit in Theodore Roosevelt National Park. That's nice. Next, let's talk about some popular attractions in our states. Perfect. Some popular attractions that you can visit in North Dakota are, for starters, the Fort Union Trading Post. The Fort Union Trading Post lets you feel what it was like during the old trading days. 
Another monumental attraction in North Dakota is the International Peace Garden, which stands as a monument for peace between the border between North Dakota and Canada. You can also visit Jamestown, which has the biggest bison statue in America. That's awesome! Here's some cool attractions in my state that I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing about. Starting with the Birmingham Civil Rights National Monument. This national monument was established in 2017 to preserve and commemorate the work of the Civil Rights Movement. Another huge attraction in my state is the Alabama Space Academy, which is a day camp where kids can learn how to be astronauts and jet pilots. There is also the Splash Adventure Water Park in Bessemer, which is one of the biggest water parks in Alabama. That's cool. Now let's talk about our state's history. Perfect. Some important historical events in Alabamian state history are, for starters, when the Civil Rights Movement began. This was a very important time period in Alabamian history and in U.S. history because many civil rights movements took place in Alabama. Also, because these movements gave freedom to black people, Alabama also had many important Native American nations. The most famous nation from Alabama was the Cherokee tribe. The Cherokee were famous for making their own alphabet and using it to create their own books and newspapers. Some historical events involved with North Dakota are the Louisiana Purchase because America bought most of North Dakota from France as part of the Louisiana Purchase. Also, in 1861, the region was originally part of the Minnesota and Nebraska Territories, until along with South Dakota, it was organized into the Dakota Territory. Jeez, that's so cool! Next up, let's talk about some influential groups and people in our states. Alright, so we have one very influential person in North Dakota is Sitting Bull. Sitting Bull was a Lakota leader who was known for encouraging his people to live off the reservations because of the mistreatment that was inflicted upon them, which changed how we treat the tribes today. Sitting Bull also fought in the conflict of the Battle of Little Bighorn. How it started was, was because when U.S. settlers came on the tribe's land, they found gold there, so they tried taking their land, but the tribes refused. So that's how it started, but did they win? Yes, with the combined forces of the Lakota Sioux, Northern Cheyenne, and Arapaho tribes in the 7th Cavalry Regiment of the U.S. Army, which resulted in the defeat of the U.S. forces, which was the most significant action of the Great Sioux War of 1876. That's dope. One of the most influential people in Alabama's history would definitely have to be Helen Keller. Helen Keller was a blind author who has written many famous books in the past. Helen was born in Alabama and is an inspiration to all authors nationwide. Hank Aaron also grew up in Alabama. Hank Aaron was one of the very first black players in the MLB. He is a baseball inspiration, and for a while, he held the record for most home runs in Major League Baseball history. This record has been broken, though. That's pretty cool. Next up, let's talk about our state's economy. Perfect. Some industrial products that the economy in Alabama produces are mainly vehicles such as cars, jets, and rockets. We also produce some goods and resources such as wooden logs, steel, iron, plastics, and cotton. Some large cities in Alabama that are big for mass manufacturing are Birmingham, which produces lots of iron and steel, and Mobile, which produces lots of oil and gas. In 1871, when Birmingham, the Magic City, was originally founded, it was one of the largest centers for iron and steel production in the world. That's incredible. Well, to start off, one of North Dakota's biggest industrial resources is wheat. North Dakota's wheat industry is one of the biggest in the U.S. right behind Kansas. The North Dakota mill has been grinding wheat into flour in the Grand Forks since 1919. 
Mining is also a big business in North Dakota, since the state has lots of coal. Other key industries include agriculture, including barley, wheat, wheat, oats, corn, beans, sugar beets, oil, mining of petroleum, and natural gas. Wow, that's super cool. Well, that just brings this debate to an end. Thanks for tuning in. And where would you visit out of these two states, North Dakota or Alabama? And also, who do you think put up the better argument? Definitely Alabama, but hey, it's your say. Obviously North Dakota, right? Sure, whatever you say, pal. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Great State Debate. My name is Maine. My name is New in New Mexico. My state is totally the best. You're right, my state is totally the best. So let's get into it. First up, geography. Some great landforms and waterways in my state are the Great Plains. The one reason why the Great Plains are so good is because there's really cool animals there. Some are black bears, bull snakes, and smooth green Texas garden snakes. Pronghorn, American bison, the Great Plains wolf, Indiana bat, the Virginia opossum, northern shiny soft tail turtle. Some best times to visit New Mexico are in late fall and early spring. Wow, I never knew that. Well, that reminds me. That sounds like the desert of Maine, a small desert in Freeport, Maine. Lots of people go there every year. Did you know that Portland, Maine, and in Wiscasset, Maine, the annual high and low is the same, a high of 54 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 36 degrees Fahrenheit. In Frenchville, Maine, the annual high is 47 degrees Fahrenheit and the annual low is 30 degrees Fahrenheit. And in Fort Kent, Maine, the annual high is 49 degrees Fahrenheit and the annual low is 26 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, what tourist attractions are there in your state? My state has a bunch of them. Some are Colonial Peak, Wimid, Fort Knox, and Seacoast Adventure Water Park. Wowza, some are White Sands National Park, Sandia, Peakway, and the Male Wolf Santa Fe. Wow, that's so cool. Well, at Seacoast Adventure Water Park, there's so much to do. Some things are go-kart racing, adventure golf, and the sky swing. Don't forget to check out the water park. What important history is in your state? Do you have any Native American tribes that lived or still live in your state? One important historic event in New Mexico is that 1821, New Mexico became part of Mexico. The reason why this event is so important is because a state becomes part of a country. In my opinion, there are some significant events in Maine. Some examples are in 1652, Maine became part of the Massachusetts Bay Colony. In 1775, during the Revolutionary War, Colonists captured a British ship named the Magretta off the coast of Maine. In 1820, Maine became its own state and separated from Massachusetts on May 15, 1820. Another good one is in 1832, the capital switched from Portland. Augusta became the new state capital. Some Native American tribes in my state are the Najis. The Najis came to New Mexico around 15, the 1500s and the 15th century. Nobody knows why the Naji came to New Mexico. One Native American tribe in Maine is the Red Paint Peoples. The Red Paint Peoples were known as the Red Paint Peoples because of their interesting burial practices. They would dig large holes and line them with bright red ore shirt. They would then place unusual stone tools and weapons, then bury the bodies instead. Nobody knows why this tribe came to Maine, but some people think they came to hunt large swordfish off the coast of New Brunswick. Did you know that the Red Paint Peoples hunted swordfish long before the Chinese did? Some contributions from other cultures are Hispanic, Spanish, Europeans, and a lot more. Europeans came from Spain, Hispanic came from Mexico, Spanish came from Valley of Mexico. Some contributions are lots of people who came seeking better work opportunities like the French, French Canadians, and Irish. 
Others came for other reasons. Like the Germans came to help out in the military and the Italians came to be able to buy a small plot of land and raise a family. All of these things seem like they don't really help a state, but they do help grow and protect the state like we do where we live. Economy is so important, so is food. Selling and buying things you need. Here's the economy in New Mexico and Maine. The economy in New Mexico. Some goods in my state are new technology military bases, government centers, ski resorts, banks, and hotels. Some popular foods in my state are enchiladas, Spanish food, and puffy soap papas. Economy in Maine has so many things. In Maine, 96% of people work in services helping tourists. 7% of people farm in Maine, 3% of people manufacture goods, and 14% of people work in the government. But they also make a lot of goods from natural resources, like paper and other wood resources from trees. Also in Maine, the climate and soil is good for growing potatoes and blueberries. And of course, seafood. Maine's famous for its varieties of seafood. Some popular ones are lobster rolls and other shellfish. The best time to visit Maine is in the summer. It gets hot, but not too hot. I think my state is the best, but yours is pretty cool, too. Nice try, but my state is still the best. But thank you. Your state is amazingly cool, too. Thanks. Thank you. I'm Maine. I am New Mexico. I hope you liked our segment of the Great State Debate. Which state do you think is the best, Maine or New Mexico? Which state do you want to visit first? New Mexico. Maine. Thank you for listening to our segment of the Great State Debate. Hello, my name is Kansas. Wes. Hey, I'm Connecticut, Andrew, and Connecticut is number one. Even though it's the fifth state, it's the best. Okay, Connecticut, don't go too far. Today we're going to see which state is better, Kansas or Connecticut. You can go first. Hey, it's an opinion. You think your state's the best, I think mine is too. Anyway, we'll start with what is the best time to visit our states. Ready? Yep. Okay, I think the best time to visit Connecticut is when spring or summer rolls around. I think that because, well, if you ever visited, you might want a warm season because it's hot in Kansas. Or at least I heard was hot in Kansas. Your turn. Well, actually, Connecticut. Kansas is in the middle of the U.S. That means it's not too warm in the summer and not too cold in the winter. Which, for most people, that's perfect weather. You can visit year-round. But I personally recommend to visit in late summer or the early fall because that's when the tornado season ends. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought because your state had cowboys, you'd like hot weather. But moving on, any weather would be a good time to visit. Winters are a tad cold, but that's normal for a winter. We don't have cowboys. Anyway, let's move on to landforms and waterways. I'll go first this time. Okay, Kansas. Kansas is home to the Flint Hills. The deep-rooted prairie grass in the Flint Hills means for some of the greatest biological diversity in the world. We also have the Osage Kustas and the Chautauqua Hills. Wowza! I didn't know that. But guess how many lakes and streams Connecticut has? I don't know. How many? Over a thousand lakes, Kansas. The most important river in Connecticut is the Connecticut River. It flows through the whole state and kind of makes it look like half the state's on one side and half the state's on the other side of the lake. Of course, there are bridges to get across. There are a couple other lakes, such as the Bantam Lake and the Candlewood Lake, which is a landmark. Wow. Can you tell me about your attractions? Sure, Kansas. One amazing attraction in Connecticut is the Gallit Castle, built by William Gallit. William Gallit was an American actor and playwright known best because of the fictional detective Sherlock Holmes. He came up with Sherlock. That's cool. I also have a few attractions that I'd like to share. Like the Kansas Speedway, which is located in Kansas City. That holds car races. Or the National Audrey Cultural Center and Hall of Fame. It's located in Bonner Springs. 
and it honors farmers. And the original Pizza Hut, that's in Wichita. I recommend that's a good place to go when you want pizza. You have the Farmers Hall of Fame and the original Pizza Hut? Wow, now I'm hungry, but I'd like to share something about my state sports. Okay, what do you want to share? I want to tell you about the University of Connecticut. Sadly, we only have one professional sports team. The Connecticut son of WNBA, Women's National Basketball Association. But we have UConn. UConn has won the men's basketball championships in 1999, 2004, 2011, 2014, and 2023. Last time we versed you, you won 73 to 61, but next time we're gonna win. For the men's, we won 2022 and 2008, 1988, and 1952. Our women's team won the NIT, not in tournament, in 2023. And Kansas University's men's basketball has always been a powerhouse. From Wilt Chamberlain, to Jojo White, to Paul Pierce, to Joel Embiid, Kansas has had too many stars. But your team sounds extremely good. Wow, so does yours. Maybe they should compete against each other again. I can see the title already. Jayhawks versus Huskies rematch. Now that we're done with attractions and basketball teams, can you tell me about famous or possibly historical events? Probably the most famous thing that's ever happened in Kansas was the Brown v. Board of Education. It started when Linda Brown had to walk a long time to go to her all-black school, when there was a white school right near her. Her parents tried to get her in, but the board said no. After the case went to court, it was official. All states must end school separation, although not everyone listened. This kicked off the civil rights movement. What events have happened in your state? There are a couple I want to highlight. One is when the Europeans arrived in Connecticut. Back then, Connecticut was new land, so people needed to explore a bit more. Adrian Block sailed up the Connecticut River in 1613. Connecticut then got its name. Now, a couple of years later, when the Europeans had their land, the Pequot <coughs> tribe had the most power, but not the most land. So other tribes in Connecticut fought over it. This was called the Pequot War. This isn't really a historical event, but in 1908, Connecticut invented the lollipop. Mmm, tasty. Speaking of tasty, Italians traveled to Connecticut. So we have pizza too. Oop, I'm hungry again. Wow, Connecticut is a lot older than Kansas. I wonder if famous people were in that war. Speaking about famous people, let's talk about famous people born in our states. It's your turn to go first. Some famous people born in Connecticut are, for a start, Adrian Block because he sailed up the Connecticut River. And like I said, that's how Connecticut got its name. Actress Glenn Close played Corella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians. Nathan Hale was born in Connecticut, and he was declared Connecticut's hero because of his bravery. He was a spy for George Washington, but got caught in his first mission. His last words were, I regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. Hale's last words inspired other Connecticut patriots who joined the war. Those are some good last words. I have some famous people too. Amelia Earhart was born in Kansas in 1897. She was a very famous pilot. She was the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. She tried to fly a trip around the world, but died in a crash. President Dwight D. Eisenhower was born in Texas, but grew up in Kansas. Hmm, that's fascinating. Yes, Amelia Earhart is dead, but they never found her. That's the interesting fact. That must have cost a lot of money to build a plane back then. Speaking of money, let's mention our state's economy. You can go first. Thank you, Connecticut. Kansas is the leading producer in wheat, grain, sorghum, and corn. Hay, soybeans, and sunflowers are also major crops. Cattle and calves, however, constitute the single most valuable 
agricultural item. What's your economy like? Today, Connecticut doesn't really sell that much. The only time Connecticut sold something really important, like really important that helped the world, was in World War I and World War II. They supplied weapons, military machinery, torpedoes, submarines, and more. These days, Connecticut sells mostly crops, such as apples, hay, dairy products, shellfish, including clams and oysters, and tobacco. Ew. They also sell sand, stone, and gemstones, like garnets and topaz. Besides that, Connecticut's products aren't really different from other states' products. That's cool. Anyway, let's move on to our last topic, influential native groups. You go first. Okay, I'll share two of them. The Pawnees still live here, but they left when their land became infertile. And the Cheyenne still lives in Kansas today. They are located near the Smoky Hill River, the Salon River, and the Salomon River in present-day Kansas. What groups do you have? Remember how I told you about the Pequot tribe in Kansas? Yes, I do. Are they a group you'd like to share, I'm guessing? Indeed. The Pequots had the most power, but not the most land. Like I mentioned already, Pequots are still alive today and own a casino named Foxwoods Resort Casino. Other tribes are the Munzee, Moagan, Corpy, and Nipmuc tribes. I have a question for you before we are done. Where is the casino? Good question, Kansas. The answer is Mashantucket, Connecticut. I believe this is the end of our debate. You're right. We finished our debate. Now that the debate is over, you can choose who won. We all know that Connecticut won, right? Yeah, I do. Connecticut is so much better than Kansas. Hey, hey. I said it once and I'll say it again. It's an opinion. Okay, okay, you're right. Bye. Bye. We know you like learning about the states. We hope you will share this podcast with other people so they can learn about the states too. Remember, there are more episodes to listen to. Thank you for listening to the Birch Meadow Way podcast.